Welcome to another edition of the Passel CMO uh, series podcast. My name is Will Eek, um, and you've definitely heard my dulcet tones before. Um, today, we um, are going to be talking about a really interesting topic. Um, the journey to CMO is, is often indirect, and many of the greatest leaders have taken a road less traveled um, and often bring a unique set of skills and attributes that then equip them for success in that role. Um, someone who brings a whole new perspective and approach uh, to that role is Emily Rogers. I'm really excited to welcome Emily. She's the Chief Marketing and Business Development Officer um, in, in the US for Norton Rose Fulbright. Um, and she's joining today to share some brilliant benefits of instilling a growth mindset in legal marketing career um, and the power of how to cultivate a strong team culture and the impact on retention for the wider firm. Welcome today, Emily. Really excited to have you on. Thank you for having me. Brilliant. It's been uh, quite a long time in the making, so I'm really, really um, happy that you're here. We're going to be talking about instilling a growth mindset um, within legal marketing. Really, really um, interesting topic that we definitely haven't covered um, before, so I'm sure our listeners are going to love this. I'm going to start um, right at the beginning. Can you sort of tell us a bit about your journey and how you've ended up in your current role um, as CMO in, in the US of Norton Rose? Yeah, so um, I went to school for communication design. So I actually started my career as a graphic designer. Um, I joined the firm Chadbourne and Park back in 2011 um, as a graphic designer. And I've kind of, you know, I've been at the same firm. We combined with Norton Rose Fulbright in 2017. And I've been lucky to have a lot of opportunities to grow. Um, you can kind of see that from my path, I have had a growth mindset without realizing it um, from the very beginning. So uh, I started as a designer, kind of moved up and was able to just kind of take on more and more things. Um, at Chadbourne, we had a very lean team. So if someone was going to be out in one group, usually we had to cover. So that's kind of how I learned a lot of the different things that we were working on. It's how I learned interaction. Um, it's how I learned about the website and just kind of taking on new things. I really am analytical, like Google Analytics, campaigns, et cetera. And that is what led me to where I am today. Thanks. I'm not going to um, assume that people know what we're talking about in terms of growth mindset but maybe maybe you could explain a bit about it and at what point in your career did you really you've already mentioned it how you really understood how important it was going to be for you uh so growth mindset is the mindset of believing that you can continuously learn and become more and more intelligent. Whereas a fixed mindset, which is the other type of mindset, is someone who kind of just believes that there is a limited capacity for intelligence. And once you've reached it, you've reached it, et cetera. So um, I would say without being really corny and getting into being like a self-help guru, uh, I think the importance of it is just kind of exploring new opportunities and understanding the world around you. I don't think that a growth mindset is important only at work. I think that it's important in life. It's something that I try to instill in my three kids and it's something that's important to me. So I like to do different things with work just to kind of keep up to date, keep trying new things out. Um, I believe that you spend so much of your time working uh, and throughout your life that why not continuously be challenged? I can't imagine just kind of going to work and punching in, punching out and doing the same thing every day. So um, I think it's important that you kind of know what your colleagues are doing. You 
um, understand kind of how you participate in the greater good of the place that you work and try new things out. It's, it's interesting that you mentioned your, your children as well. We, we, we were talking before we jumped on about um, there is a book called You Are Awesome by Matthew Said, and I, um, I, I've been reading that uh, with, with my kids as well. And he talks exactly to that point that, you know, you don't, you're not born with um, all these skills. You can always grow and, 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 and build upon them. So it's interesting that you sort of, yeah, you touch upon that and then translating that into adults and the current team. I mean, how, how do you instill that? in the team and how and, and can it grow can it grow outside the team as well uh in, into the culture of, of the actual firm yeah um one I think that everyone that works with with me and on the team I think we all have kind of a growth mindset um so I think it's just kind of encouraging people to try new things we don't talk about it ever I don't want to be the person that's like super obnoxious like, like let's have a growth mindset yay um but you know we did a summer challenge that i thought was really fun where each week uh, we tried a new thing so um one week we did the google draw challenge with uh, artificial intelligence where it tells you uh what to draw and um ai has to like guess it etc i'm not sure exactly the technology behind it um i'm not an ai guru but um it was just fun. Like, you know, we had 35 people about uh, screenshotting their drawings and sharing them with the team. So it's just kind of like making sure you're using both sides of your brain. Um, in all of our team meetings, we talk about things that maybe don't impact everyone on the team, just to talk about the things that are going on with the group. So if there is like a new privacy law that's requiring us to change something in the way that we handle content, um, we talk about it with everybody so that everyone is kind of well-versed on it and can discuss. We changed our approach to social media earlier this year. Um, we had a lot of meetings about it just so that everyone kind of understood that the way the algorithms work, why we do certain things, levels of engagement, et cetera, like what we're going for. Um, so I think context is really important and not only in kind of growth mindset, but also in the fact that everyone works better together when we understand the things around why we do certain things that sort of leads me on to, to the next question and, and you've made you, you've touched upon it already do you have you got any sort of key initiatives or um programs that that, that you've instilled to help drive that that's that sort of growth uh you, you don't like to call it growth mindset with them but is there anything that you've you've built that then automatically does that for, for people in the team um, summer challenge for sure was one thing that we did that I think we're going to do again. I'm going to try to do a winter challenge. Um, you know, we, we, there's a lot of things at the firm. We have an innovation challenge running right now where, uh, different people, and this was not led by my department is led by a different group. Um, but you, anyone at the firm could submit an idea that would, you know, generate in, income for the firm in some way that was innovative and that's going throughout the year um there's just a lot of different opportunities and i think that and one initiative that i have is just kind of changing the verbiage that we use where we talk about things as opportunities rather than um like demands that the firm has uh you want to make sure that you are 
encouraging people to participate in things and look at it that way. Like these are all different ways to grow professionally and personally. And I think the more that the firm can encourage things like that, the better. And Norton Rose Fulbright, in my opinion, does a really great job of encouraging these things. We have uh, a Celebrating Success Award series that we do. It is just fun. It is for the whole firm. Um, and people are nominated for these different awards. And the award that they are given is a gift certificate to a restaurant nearby so they can go and have a nice night out on the firm. But they're also gifted with an arts and crafts project that one of the partners created. So we host arts and crafts nights, and this is uh, led by my team and myself in the different offices where partners come together and paint lovely little ceramics that then we gift to different people at the firm. And it's just like a really fun way for all of us to come together and, and do something. We have a uh, Norton Rose Fulbright's Got Talent during this award ceremony where last time we featured two of our partners who are in a band together. Um, the next one, I cannot share what we're going to be featuring because it's always a surprise for everyone, but it's pretty exciting. And so things like this, I think are just really kind of fun for everyone, but also encourage you to kind of bring your best self to work and um, celebrate that. Amazing. And it sounds like, of course, in we're often told in many law firms, you know, there is sometimes a silo between um, the Fiennes, the, the, the attorneys and uh, business services. So it sounds like those activities are really, um, you know, getting people together uh, to work in, in, in cohesively, really. Sounds, sounds yeah. awesome. Um, there's two things that this can also impact, I suppose. And the first one is uh, recruitment of, you know, new people into the into the firm, into your team. And the second is employee retention within the team. What, what sort of impact have you seen um, with, with what we're talking about here? Um, you know, I think that all firms, you know, we were not we were not uh, different from anyone else, suffered a lot with retention over the last few years. And um, in the last year, we've seen just a dramatic change. Um, we have almost a full team right now. We have one open position at the moment. Um, and I don't know that I've ever seen a full team at the firm. So I think that's pretty exciting. I told everyone we're going to have a party when we have a full team. Um, I think that it's, you know, when it comes to recruiting, we try to get a lot of people involved. I don't like for just one person to be interviewing any any potential hires. I like for, um, you know, if it's a business development hire, we have someone either from communications team or the events team or the design team interview the person too, because it's it's a lot about fit. And it's a lot about kind of understanding how you're going to work with other people. And so I like for us to really make the investment and in time in the beginning to make sure we're making the right hire. Um, I like to meet just about everyone that comes through the door. If I can, I, as you know, scheduling this podcast was not easy. So sometimes I'm my schedule is a little too uh, hectic for me to get to meet everyone, but I do meet with them as soon as they have started. Um, I think it's really important just to kind of make the investment in time for recruiting. And that helps with retention because you're making the right hires. And I think right now we have such a wonderful team and I, I truly just adore everyone that, that I work with. And I think that they are so great. Um, so I'm just really excited. It sounds like you've, you've built um, a great team as well, Emily. Um, and I, I guess coming, you, you know, coming with that, 
everyone's different, right? So I imagine people have sometimes had to adopt this sort of mindset or, or change it. We talked we talked already that you you know you're not born with it, and 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 it's great to teach to kids. But most teams are built with generational differences um, w- w- within them. Have there been any sort of challenges? To building a great team that you can you can pick on uh, in, in in regards to culture and, and and embedding the the growth mindset within that. Yeah, so it's a really interesting time in the workplace. There are currently like five generations working, and I do think that there are some challenges. Um, the same as there are outside of the workplace when it comes to just generational differences and understandings. And I think that society at large has changed so much about what's important to people. Um, all in good ways, but I think that the way that we have seen the best impact is just kind of like understanding each other as people, and that has kind of gotten everyone, I think, on the same page about just being excited about the different opportunities at work. Um, we have a we have teams, and we have a teams channel called No Work Found Here, and we post stuff about our lives there. You're not, you're not allowed to post work stuff there. So it's really interesting, you know, when the Taylor Swift tickets came out, people were posting of who was going, what tickets they got. Um, we talk about movies, we talk about books, we talk about kid things. Um, and I think that kind of having that insight into a person, your coworker at, as a human being and what they're doing outside of work really encourages everyone to kind of just be understanding and you know we only see such a small piece of people at work and there's so much else going on in their lives that it's um it's just kind of nice to have that and to share that with each other and I think that that has really helped overcome any differences that we have I mean we of course there are still differences when it comes to getting um you know buy-in on different ideas etc but I think that it just kind of helps and encourages everyone to to get along and to be friends what um would be your one piece of advice for your peers and other firms if they're if they're looking to try and do something like you guys have achieved with with your team and and build a a growth mindset how would you uh, advise them um, it's top down. I think it's really important that the leaders in the team feel passionately about it. Um, I don't think you can expect your team to do it and not not be doing it yourself. And so um, I think it's it's really important that I get involved with different things. Um, I think I think sometimes people think I'm in the weeds on some on some stuff, but I I don't want ever for my team to feel like I'm not in it with them and that I wouldn't go to bat for any of them. And so I think that when we do things like the summer challenge, everyone is kind of a little bit, maybe hopefully more into it because I'm excited about it. Um, And so I think that's really the most important thing is that the leader of the team feel passionately about it. Brilliant. I'm going to start uh, with a few quick fire questions. Um, What is your favorite business and non-business book? Um, so my favorite business book, I guess that we will call it a business book, is 10% Happier uh, by Dan Harris, because that is when I learned that multitasking is actually not possible. My favorite non-business book would be The Sound and the Fury by William Faulkner. Um, I love the non-linear kind of stream of consciousness of it. 
there we go. I'm certainly not going to argue that multitasking is impossible. Um, what was your first job? Uh, technically, my first job was probably babysitting, but my first job that I got a paycheck for was teaching swimming lessons. Yeah, very noble. Um, what makes you happy at work? What makes me happy at work? I would say the feeling of accomplishment when you finish a large project that has been like long in the making. What are you listening to at the moment? Um, could be music, podcast, audiobook. What are you, what are you digging at the moment? Um, I am for some reason really into Post Malone's new album, Austin, and my kids have had uh, the Barbie soundtrack on repeat. So I'm also very well versed in that. Yes, I also know the Ken song very, very well. My youngest keeps singing that as well. Um, where is your favorite place to visit and why? Um, I don't know that I have a favorite place to visit. Uh, I have a very large family and we live all across the country. So I would say I love visiting all of them in all of their different locations. Keeping everyone happy there. Um, brilliant. Thanks, Emily. I'm going to wrap it up here. That's been unbelievably interesting. And thank you so much for giving us your, um, your time. Because as, you, as you've already alluded to, I know you're a very, very busy lady. So thank you so much for jumping on um, and have a good rest of the week. Thank you.